Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, just insane. Oh, just insane. We should have had, we should have had Luke just sit on stage in a chair the whole show. And I don't watch. think that, we don't have to. Have to partake, but just sit over there. Luke, do you just want to see us? Sit right there. Come on, get out here. This is a really good uh, friend of mine, one of my best buddies, Luke Simmons. He's uh, an Emerson grad. You can just sit there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens if Conor McGregor started drinking. (laughs) And the best part is he doesn't have a mic, so he's just got to take it. Only sit there and be like, <sighs> so great. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> this will be fun. I'm really happy. <laughs> hey, Luke. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not to talk, boy. You're listening to the dollop. This is a, an American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. 1579! Thomas Morton was born oh, in... Oh, this is about Morton Steakhouse. Love it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're going to be really surprised. (laughs) It's not steak? You'll see. Thomas Morton was born in Devon, England. Oh, all right. I got family there. Yeah? Yeah. That's right. We're from Devon, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a bit of Devon in there. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Down there. Yeah. Drive up there. Go look at the nice cliffs of Dover if you're lucky. Yeah. That's what you'll do. All right. I live in a tiny cottage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I never want to go there now. <laughs> we don't want you here, so... Yep. It's a match, he just, mate. He just invited me. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, fair. That's fair, that is, yeah. Uh, his family was a conservative, aristocratic, a- Anglican family. Uh, Devon was considered, quote, the dark corner of the land. <laughs> It's really pretty this time of year, though. You, uh, that's a tough place to sell real estate. Oh, you'll love it. Once it brightens up, it brightens up two weeks a year. You guys will love this place I'm putting you in. It's a two-bed, two-bath condo, okay? Well, it was considered that by the Protestant reformers. Oh, so. Uh, the Anglicans of Devon were not about... Devon. Don't turn it into, like... Is Devon? Yeah, it's not like an 80s Devon. R&B singer. I disagree from what I'm hearing. Okay. Uh, they were not about to change their ways and had rural folk traditions, which made the Protestants, <clears throat> the Protestants see them as almost pagans. But the people of Devon uh, just saw themselves as old, old classic England. Uh, you probably re- uh, so Thomas probably received the same type of education as Shakespeare. That's the sort of level he was on. Sure. Uh, emphasized rhetoric, and they read the classics, and Thomas would have been able uh, to take any side in an argument having mastered the art of conversation. That's, so he's just a prick, 
right? I mean, well, is that not just what that is? Just a contrarian who's just like, well, no, I see it like that. And then he like puts on another outfit. He's like, oh, I don't agree with you, mate. You're wrong you are, Thomas. I don't know. <laughs> why, is he, why did he go from just being able to take both sides of an argument to doing a one-man show? <laughs> you know, he's employing tactics that all those illegal voters use when they're voting twice. He's just mm-hmm. shifting outfits. He goes to yeah, his yeah. truck, puts on a different hat and a shirt. Yep. Then I finished that argument with myself. <laughs> it's inner conflict outside, isn't I it? I can't believe what I said. <laughs> That's flawless. Uh, so in the 1590s, Morton studied law at London's Clifford's Inn and made contacts with influential people. Uh, there were inns in, in, uh, in London. They were the, the, the center of London social life and culture. They were part finishing school for gentlemen of leisure? Sure. Like Luke? Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure if we're finished. We've got notes. And part dens of libertine culture, which, do you know what that is? Yeah, the, uh, the religion of the librarian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a person, especially a man, who behaves without moral principles or a sense of responsibility, especially in sexual matters. Oh, my God. Why do you get a name so classy? <laughs> I'm a libertine. Run. <laughs> I fuck it all! <laughs> yes, I'm starting a new party, the Libertines. You're going to love it. Unbelievable party. <laughs> we fuck everything without conscience. Okay, thank you. Thomas was into body puns, esoteric poetry, foppery. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're just naming Will Anderson podcast right now. <laughs> That means Wait, he's very he's... devoted to how he dressed in his appearance. Okay. Super into how he looks. Okay. Uh, and he was also into falconry. Yeah, yeah. But he <laughs> defiled falcons, I think we all know. No, no, no it's... No. Uh, yeah. Go, uh, you want me to say it or do you want to... You say it. Go ahead. Sorry. It's when you, you... The falcon lands on your arm and... It is? Fly. Yeah, it's falconry. You're into falcons. I thought you said defalconry. What? That's what I heard was defalconry. Oh, yeah, he's, he's into... Un- Backwards un- falconry. Unfalconing things. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boys, let's get the falcons out of here. Yeah, we got the time machine. Throw them in the Stargate. <laughs> I'm super into defalconry. Unfalconing yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm an anti-falconer. And, uh... <laughs> defalconing. That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Am I adding Ds again? Oh. Yeah, you are. Oh. Quote, he was in some an Elizabethan dandy, a man of the Renaissance with a smattering of high culture and a hankering for low adventure. Oh, my God. What, yeah. is he, he's a movie poster? <laughs> <laughs> Falconry 2. Uh, Thomas began practicing law, though he spent more time enjoying life in London. He was married in uh, November 1621, very common during Elizabethan times uh, f- for a gentleman like him to marry a widow who had money. Uh, huh? He had known Alice Mill and her husband for a year when he died, so Thomas quickly proposed. What, what sort of... What? Yeah, yeah, you gotta... The ang- you're just supposed to... Why? Is specifically because of the type of person he was or just in general in society it was like, I, pick it up? I do believe it's just a way for to be taken care of and not have to work. Oh, I'm listening. (laughs) I don't hate what I hear. I know I'm not the only one. (laughs) Um, So Alice had a son named George who did not like Thomas. 
Because he was like, yeah, okay. He called Thomas a person of no worth. Yeah. Well, that's going to change once he marries mom. <laughs> he saw uh, Thomas's competition for his mother's money and land. Oh, so his heart was also in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How dare so, you? I'm the one who loves mothers, land, and money. So George told his mom, Alice, to show how, uh, show how much that she loved him and said she should lease her farm to him for 50 years so Thomas couldn't take it. Okay. Uh, so she did. And then one night, Thomas and his friends broke into the farmhouse to steal the lease. <laughs> so, okay. We yeah. respect leases, but uh, <laughs> little else. George uh, found out, and some, some of his friends showed up, so Thomas pulled out a pistol, and George and his friends, quote, flashed naked knives and other unlawful weapons. Okay, so part of me is just picturing knives pulled out of sheaths, and then the other part of me is picturing guys holding knives in trench coats and then opening them and being like, ha-ha! I'm going to stab you in a couple that? ways. Hello, governor. Eh. Yeah, Okay. I'll picture that. Thank you. That's what I picture when I hear defalconry. Uh, it didn't go well for Thomas. His clothes were torn off and his hair ripped from his head. Jesus, God. Alice was yelled at. Uh, she must have come down. And then she was beaten. Jesus. She miscarried. Oh, my God. So it went to the courts and George claimed Thomas was after Alice's money, and Thomas said George was, quote, a most unnatural son who was guilty of uh, lewd behavior, and then he wanted his mother to die. Okay. The court ruled that George and Alice should uh, separate the land and have separate farms, Uh, (laughs) but then that was it. Thomas was out. Alice Alice was done with him. And at this time... Sir Fernando Gorges was the founder of Maine and a leading figure. So far, some great sentences. Uh, one more time, his name? Sir Fernando Gorges. Gorges. He has to be handsome. I mean. Or the opposite. No, no, it has to, he has to be like the kind of. I mean, yeah. He's probably got a guy who plays guitar behind him as he walks the streets. <laughs> It's I, Fernando Gorgias. I'm looking for some widows, huh? Oh my God, Maine! <laughs> that was easy. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Uh, he's a leading figure in American colonization. That's right. He had been a professional, professional soldier. He was knighted. He served as commander at Plymouth. But then he took part in a coup, only backing on at the last minute, and he was put in prison until he was pardoned by Queen Elizabeth, and then she just made him commander again. Okay. (laughs) Nice little story. (laughs) I'm back. Hello. Again, I am commander, so get in line, okay? Uh, Gorgeous then became a big promoter. (laughs) Sir Gorgeous. I am Sir Gorgeous. Hello. Gorgeous then became a big promoter of the Plymouth Company. He had the patent for Maine. Yeah. <laughs> the patent for Maine? So that's what I, they... uh, welcome to Shark Tank. And, uh, <laughs> patent pending on Maine. Okay, a lot of people say they invented states. That is not true. Okay, I have a creative patent and another pending patent. 
I'm willing to sell Main to some of the sharks today for a 10% share at $250,000 for Main. Uh, why, why would you think Main is worth that amount? Uh, because some of the uh, research we have uh, played the guitar because this is not... It's hot under these lights, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, that's why they call you sharks. <laughs> You're making me worry. Um, I fiscally have broken the numbers down in a uh, logarithm, and uh, yeah, I think it's a steal for the sharks. Are you looking to, do you want to license Maine, or are you looking to get into I'm stores? willing to do that. We could license it and make other states, you know, copies of Maine, if you think that's a better way to go. I'm just trying to get in Walmart. I'll be honest, that uh, seems to be the key. <laughs> well, I'm, I mostly deal with uh, online shopping, oh. so I'm out. Well, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm walking away. We have so much in common. Why don't we work together on something? You heard about this main stuff? Unbelievable this time of year. So, so the patent for main means that he had a land grant. For land. So okay. they give out land grants. They call them patents. Okay. Uh, but we had some fun, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We certainly did. Yeah. Milked a little joke out of her, huh? Yeah, all right. Uh, he had one failed attempt trying to set up a colony in Maine. Uh, he still wasn't about to give up and had dreams of making all of New England his estate. Oh, my God. So he's thinking big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll put the doghouse there. Yeah. After his first failed Maine attempt, Gorgeous kidnapped three Native Americans, which he showed off in London to promote his future ventures. Just... I'm uh, having a lot of trouble connecting some dots here. Uh, he thought that by kidnapping Native Americans, that would prove some level of competency when it came to land know. management? Or what I he... have no idea. We are going to clean the floors of Maine, okay? <laughs> All the floors. He just had three dudes, and then uh, he just went like, to yeah, London. Yeah, these guys are there. I took them from the place. Well, I don't have any more questions. We should go back there. Yeah. No, your story completely checks out. Everything you've done here has shown me that Maine is important. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Uh, so, oh, sorry. It's okay, bud. Okay, so he was the head of the Council of New England, uh, and that is probably where he met Thomas. Okay. Thomas became one of gorgeous landsmen who would oversee his interest in the colonies, and he sailed for America in 1622. Wait, where was he before that? He's oh, in, he's in, in Devon, or yeah. England, well, right? London, right. Yeah. right, okay. Remember, he's a dandy. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you That's what they literally... Yeah, no, right. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> he lasted all of three months in America. He fucking hated the Puritans. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... He was everything they were not. He was back in England soon, just complaining about the Puritans. <laughs> and yet, two years later, he went back. Oh, yeah. Uh, on March 23rd, 1624, Thomas Morton sailed for America yet again. He was now a senior partner in Gorgeous Venture. They st <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to get... And I'm not sure if it's happening during this show. <laughs> everything you say after, it's kind of funny. If you need another beer, you can come get one. Yeah. You just got to open it with your mouth. We have two openers. We got a spare opener. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That'll be $5. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so 
They established a colony on the south side of Massachusetts Bay. It was called Mount Wollaston. Okay. Now, Richard Wollaston was the captain of the ship that they came over on, apparently and really into himself. Okay. Uh, and they, so they set up the colony. They start trading furs with the Algonquin tribe, Algonquin, Algonquin tribe, yeah. uh, who Thomas thought quite a bit of. He said they were more civilized and humanitarian than the intolerant Puritans. Okay. I, I was, like, pretty sure he was our hero, but I didn't want to get too invested. Now I'm liking what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Puritans did not like that these new Englishmen were trading guns and liquor to the Algonquian. After a year, things were not going well at Mount Wollaston. Quote, famine was in their final afore throw. So they're, they, they need They're food. hungry. Yeah. They're, they're hungry. hungry. Yeah. They're hangry. Hangry. Yeah. One of the leaders made his way to Virginia and sent word to Wollaston that they should sell their indentured servants to make money. Oh, my God. So Wollaston started selling off indentured servants one by one. <sighs> and then Thomas found out. And at that point, Thomas gathered together all of the guys, got everyone drunk, and proposed that they should, quote, converse plant and live together as equals. So it is so highly illogical that he has to get him shit-faced to convince him for this crazy plan. <laughs> what do you say we share? I mean, it's crazy. You mean just like not take it and actually put it in work? We could just sell other humans, though. You know, you're right. I like this idea. We'll grow tomatoes. Sick. Sick. Oh, my God. What did we do last night? We agreed to an agrarian society. Oh, my God. What? I was so shit-faced. How drunk did we get? You, All I heard was, I heard tomatoes. Yeah, we said everybody was going to be equal. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Helen's going to kill me. So, honey. Yeah? Everyone's equal in our society now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was really drunk. You know, I told you I didn't like you going out with the boys like that because yeah. crazy stuff happens. And you swore there would be no more equality. And then here you are hitting the bottle again, and all of a sudden you're friends with other races and people? Yeah. What happened to the man I married? I don't know. I get different when I drink. Yeah, I know. Larry shit in the fire. It sounds like you did something worse. You shit in my heart's fire last. <laughs> I'm taking the kids. I'm I, going to mother's. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Oh, my God, you're drunk still. I like Native Americans. <laughs> this is fucking cool. Oh. Everyone's like, oh, okay. let's kill uh, okay. him. And I'm okay. like, what okay. about okay. hugs? Okay, okay, here's what, what we're going to do. What about hugs? Shut up. Here's you what we're going to You're going to lay down, and you're going to sleep this off. And when hug. you wake up tomorrow, you're going to remember what you said tonight, and you are going to apologize to me and go back out there and continue to think that you're better based on your skin tone. Okay? <laughs> no buts! All right. Uh, so, obviously, he's talking about a rebellion, and the guys went for it. Sure. <laughs> And Wollaston was forced to flee. So then Thomas takes over, and he renamed the place Mary Mount. One member said... Uh, they... Any reason? You'll see. Oh, no. <laughs> One member said they, quote, fell into great licentiousness and led a dissolute life, powering themselves 
into all profanes. So licentious means sexually unrestrained. Oh, boy. Uh, So he's kind of recreating the London Inn in in America. Sure, yeah. So Morton, he created this little democratic party place, basically. He's in charge, but he did not want to be called a commander or anything. He preferred they call him the host. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Democratic Party headquarters, guys. All right, we're going to take another quick break. (laughs) He created a utopian project. The colonists were all declared free. He tried to integrate with the Algonquian. Am I saying that right? Algonquian. Algonquian. Yeah, Quinn, yeah. But Thomas was still a colonist, and his plan was to further civilize them. He was also a royalist, uh, which was even more of a reason for him to hate the Puritans. (laughs) The Puritans had arrived in 1620 and were not down with any of this that Thomas was doing. Quote, they keep no servants, and all the scum of the country would flock to them. Jesus Christ. By scum of the country, they meant local Native Americans and, and that the Puritans fought with, and, and uh, they had now been fighting with many. And Over all- what? What was up the Algonquin's ass the whole time? They were just sort of like, we were here? Yeah. I mean, that's one big part of what wow. they, yeah. The nerve. Um, and then there were also other stragglers around, kind of like Thomas, guys who had came, come over, but then were like, I'm going I'm to kind of be a Puritan, but hang, like, not live with you guys. Right, yeah. Like, so they would live, like, out alone. Right, but uh, they were still, like, But they're yeah. still kind of... They're still watching from the side as it's like... What are they doing? So, Everyone's fucking each other. <laughs> no, 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 Jesus, I love Jesus. Um, oh, yeah. You like that maze? Yeah. Good maze, huh? That shit hits good. Fucking great. Um, so Thomas called those guys separatists. Okay. Most separatists kept their head down and tried to steer clear of upsetting the Puritans. Puritans did not get along amongst themselves, even. <laughs> Why are the, the names a little... It throws you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. We're actually huge dicks. Uh... <laughs> a man named Thomas Weston was supposed to be on the original Plymouth voyage, but he got into a fight right before they left England with other Puritans, and he stayed behind. And then he came on his own... And he was now funded by Gorgeous. Uh, so he came... I'm going to throw money at you. I know. So he came to set up his own colony. Uh, he brought, quote, 60 lusty men. It's probably a weird boat ride. <laughs> How many more months? Oh. Uh. I'm going to the poop deck. I got to... That's called the fuck deck now. Uh, can't wait to get to that island. <laughs> America. <laughs> Tiny little archipelago, I've read. So, Weston arrived in 1622. No one else knew that he was coming. The other... Uh, well, the, other, the lusty ones often do, David. Uh, uh, the other Puritans avoided Weston's group and told the Native Americans they had nothing to do with them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, you got to be a shit group if the Puritans are like, just so you know, we're not associated Yeah, those with guys that. are dickheads. Yeah. So Weston's colony is not ready for prime time. They quickly ran out of food and began starving. 
Quote, one gathering shellfish was so weak he stuck fast in the mud and was found dead in place. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? He, like, he medusa in mud? He was like, I... <laughs> that was it. He... I just love that he just sunk into the mud. And he's like, I can't get my feet out. <laughs> Feels good on my balls, though. Right. Uh, the Puritans began fighting with the Native Americans, some of which was because tribes were playing them against other tribes. Other, other battles happened because the Puritans were just fucking assholes. Uh, but it led to many deaths. So then the Puritans forbid Weston's colony from trading with Native Americans, which was the last blow for that colony. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thomas believed, well Thomas believed the Puritans had started fighting with the Natives, uh, the Native Americans, as a way to drive Weston's colony out in the first place. Either way, Gorgeous' latest colony was abandoned, and the men just scattered into the... Where? Well, where are they? Um, they I, just went? They just by, walked? Uh, but they could be like a separatist guy just living out in the middle of nowhere. Some of them would join tribes. Like, it was just okay. like... Uh, so when Thomas arrived, that had already happened, and Marymount was close to all that action that had occurred, but he got a- along well with the Native Americans, unlike the others. First of all, he fucking loved America, quote, the more I looked, the more I liked, and second, he respected local tribes. He was quick to praise Native Americans when he thought their behavior was superior than Europeans. <laughs> He just had more in common with the Native Americans than he did with Puritans. Quote, I have found the Massachusetts Indians more fun of humanity than uh, that. Sorry, I have found the Massachusetts Indians more fun of humanity than the Christians and have had much better quarter with them. So, in other words, I like the Native Americans better than these dickholes. Basically, yeah. yeah. A little ways away, the Puritan leaders were writing things like, quote, what could they see by a hideous and desolate wilderness full of wild beasts and oh, wild men? Jesus Christ, yeah. So you see the difference. Yeah, yeah. The two yeah. people, just slight. Yeah. Um, You've got the Pence camp and then the others. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. By the way, don't send your kids to Pence camp. Uh, oh, God, no. Not good. I can't be in the same room as mom. Um, so the Puritans' uh, view of everything was made worse because the local tribes were getting along very well with Thomas and his colony. So they're just jealous. Yes. <laughs> and this led to the biggest problem of all for the Puritans, trade. Thomas got Marymount into the fur trade, which is a huge threat to pilgrim finances. They were barely hanging on as it was. The few tribes that would have anything to do with the uh, Puritans would still rather hang and trade at Marymount. The Puritans were also right about the, quote, scum flocking to Marymount. A maid uh, servant at New Plymouth began to show. Someone had knocked her up. Okay. Uh, the, the Puritans became obviously suspicious, so to avoid being punished, she and the guy who got her pregnant, who I'm pretty sure is married, uh, escaped to Marymount. Why would you not just play, like, the Immaculate Conception card? Why would you not just be like, oh, my God, I think this could be another Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just all of a sudden, then you're up rising up those ranks. 
Yeah, I mean that's a good call. Yeah, all right. I'm just want to. Uh, yeah, I mean no. I've got notes, so let them know, know. if you can. Yeah, yeah. we'll go back so, in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so her and her uh, the guy go to Marymount, but then the dude bails and goes back. And she thought about suicide, but all the guys at Marymount created a quote memorial of some mirth for the dude who had bailed. Okay. So they wow. built. They built yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she came around. Uh, there's a place that used to be called Sluts Bush at. Start the car. Get the car. Get the car and start the car and bring it around. Get the car, start the car, bring it up. Yeah. I got to get out of here in a second, Dave. Let's, let's uh, get moving. Get the car. Uh, Next sentence. There's <laughs> a place that used to be called Sluts Bush at Nosset Beach on Cape Cod. And... And it is suggested that it was named after her. Ugh. A partial honor? <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, so Thomas, I like how they, they're so high and mighty, and yet they'll go to that level when it's time for that. Well, that's Sluts Bush there. Excuse me. Isn't there a rule against that, too? No, God likes me better. Have you seen Dirty Whore Beach? All right. <laughs> that one's mine. <laughs> Uh, uh, so anyway, Thomas is getting into the uh, Algonquian. Cal- Am I saying it right? Algon- uh, Algonquian. Right Algon- Algonquian. Algonquin. Quinn. Yeah. Oh, that's not what it said on the computes. <laughs> Algonquin culture. He realized, just like in London, much of their social life was built around festive occasions. Yeah. So they yeah. like to fucking party. Yeah, yeah. Well, in London, it normally ends with someone getting a pint glass smashed across <laughs> their head. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, have a special occasion. Happy Christmas, you fucking piece of crap. What? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. What are we doing right now, man? Get a pint. What? Get another pint. No. Not you. Him. <laughs> I'm going to smash it on you. What the fuck's your problem? I like smashing pints on people I don't like, like you. Why don't you like me? Uh, your face is all bloody. You look weird. It's bloody because you hit me a bunch of times. Uh, potato, potato, mate. I don't think that makes any sense at all. Oh, <laughs> once he comes back here with his pint. Thanks for hanging around, by the way, really. You could have run off and you're stuck here, so appreciate that. It looks like there's a big queue, so it might be a minute. You from around here, then? No. No, all right, yeah. No, no, we don't need to make small talk. No, we'll wait for the pint. I'll smash it on you, but... Do you know Benjamin? No, I don't okay, know Benjamin. Okay, yeah, no, you look, you look like a friend of his, so I thought maybe he was him, but you ain't him, so... All right. Christ, I should go check on him, maybe. I just feel like... There's only got one guy working in there, all these people. Foolhardy, isn't it? Did you tip him? Huh? Did you tip him? No, we're English, and it's years ago, mate. <laughs> Nah. What kind of backwards culture do you have? You don't, the customer doesn't pay for the person's Mate, salary? Mate, if you've learned one thing about us, we keep the tip, all right? What was that? It's a penis joke, isn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't like anything about this. All right, come back a bit later, see if he's got this point, and then I'll smash it on you. All right, good to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. See you around. Ta-ra. <sighs> Bye. Nice chap, isn't he? Shame about that cut. 
Anyway, he realized they like to party too. <laughs> Quote, keeping good hospitality in all manner of revels, a match made in heaven. So the Algonquin shared what they had with everyone. In keeping with his tradition, Thomas decided to throw a huge party to con- commemorate the renaming of the settlement to Marymount. So on May 1st, they, quote, brewed a barrel of excellent beer and profited a case of bottles to be spent with other good cheer for all comers that day. All right. So a party. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the Algonquin, there were the Massachusetts and some, quote, old planters from Weston's colony. Mm-hmm. And some of the separatists came. Okay. So really, one, one group of people is now sort of saying, our only rule is that you don't really agree with the Puritans, and the other group is the Puritans. Basically. Right. <laughs> well, so they put up a maypole, which is about 80 feet high, and, uh, and they put a pair of buckhorns nailed to the top. Sure. Yeah. As one does. Uh, for a big party. You're having a shindig. They wrote a riddle on it, which confused a lot of people. Oh, I don't know why that's confusing. No, no. You just put horns on a 40-foot pole and then write a riddle on it. Come on. You never been out? This is how we do it. <laughs> they sang songs and everyone danced around the maypole. But the European separatists were not pleased. Even, uh, they, even though they avoided the Puritans, they were still super religious. <laughs> and they Get called- out. They called the maypole, quote, the calf of Horeb. Horeb, which is uh, when Moses came down from the mountain, uh, they made a golden, the Israelites had made a golden calf. Okay. And uh, that was bad, I guess. The Ten Commandments really stole the headline that day, yeah, huh? Uh... Did you see the calf? Fuck the calf! God gave us ten rules! I know, but if some guy comes down with a couple of... of Slabs with shit written on them, and I've got a golden calf. I'm winning. Yeah, like I'm, I'm the guy everyone should be looking at. Yeah, well, you know, he parted the sea and all that bullshit. He's just real scene stealer, that guy. So obviously, when they call it that, that's a bad thing, right? right? Yeah. So this is when Thomas said the separatists began doing everything they could to get rid of him. The Puritans were really pissed when they heard about the Maypole situation. So One of the leaders. Dumb. Quote, they set up a maypole, drinking and dancing about it many days together, inviting the Indian women for their consorts, dancing and frisking together like so many fairies. And worse practices. And worse practices? This is your list. And also stuff. And also stuff a lot worse that I can't talk about right now. Shh. Anal! Oh, boy. He explains the riddle. (laughs) He also said with disdain that they named their settlement, quote, Marymount, as if this joylity would have lasted ever. (laughs) Another man wrote nearly the same description, but he left out the part about women, indicating this party and dancing was just men. Merry men. Okay. Turns out Thomas had purposefully chosen the name Marymount as a mindfuck as you'd expect from a man educated in one of London's inns. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like a pun factory. The two words together, Mary and Mount, could have been used many different w- ways, many different meanings. A seaside mountain, a bunch of different ways to get happy. Marriage is a very sort sodomy in a stable. Honoring a virgin, dishonoring a virgin. So there's a bunch of different ways. Let's, uh, let's go back to the stable one. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that sodomy is the name of one of the ponies. 
Uh, yeah, I hope so. No, 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 no! On the saddle! Oh. <laughs> I was like, what kind of sport? <laughs> anyway, sorry, pal. Not a carrot. And besides that, just fucking Mary Mount is, you know, yeah. we all, yeah. It so, is Shakespearean, like with all the Totally, that's yeah. exactly right. And that's how he was educated. So he literally just picked the thing that would drive the Puritans right. the most What did fucking he mean? Crazy. Yeah, there's, they got the CSI board. Named no! what? It's horse sex. <laughs> that barn fucker! So. Welcome to horse sex beach. Uh, <laughs> so he's mocking the Puritans' strict morals, right? right? Trolling. They fucking hate him for it. He was also showing them there could be a different type of new world, and he was being far more successful integrating into it. There's no fighting with the Native Americans at Marymount. They were welcomed. He's proving an earthly pagan paradise could be successful. Mm -hmm. Thomas had created a zone of pleasure and fun while the Puritans were going with a less attractive salvation through suffering. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's like the difference between reading a book and going to Dave and Buster's. (laughs) No, no, we've got the... This is the most entertaining thing. Read your book. Oh, my God, he's in a spaceship. Read it! God hates fun! Duh! (laughs) Yeah, I said it. Um, So Thomas had not only violated the Puritans' beliefs, but he had also undercut their economy and was undercutting their security as he became more and more friendly with the locals. Worst of all, Thomas was the kind of eat, drink, and be merry Englishman all the Puritans thought they had left behind in England. (laughs) Uh, We need to get these people out of our system. Yeah, seriously. There was too much fun! (laughs) No! So the Puritans wrote to England... Dear England, we're pierced. (laughs) There's a man here having fun. We did not import good times. (laughs) You know they had sex with a horse and a maypole. When I get hard, I punch my dick because it's bad. We all do. (laughs) We all do, Winthrop. We'd punch each other's, but you know, the Lord's so specific. So specific. So they write to England that, saying that giving the Native Americans guns was costing lives. And They're the, not going to believe this. Such catty little babies. Quote, some of their neighbors and friends are killed uh, daily by Indians. Oh, the horribleness of this villainy. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> When you're the villain. <laughs> you're not going to believe the villains, the Joker. This, of course, was not true. No settlers have been shot uh, by Native Americans from any guns that Thomas gave away. Or, or if he did, he, it sounds like he didn't even give them guns. But that didn't stop the Puritans. Quote, let this pestilence follow Morton bear a great part of the blame and guilt of it to future generations. Cool group. The Pilgrims wrote two letters and cited King James' prohibition against selling firearms to Native Americans. They also, in one of the letters, wrote that uh, fishermen were giving the Native Americans guns, undermining their own. <laughs> right. 
Right. Jimmy, why'd you put that in there? I just, um, what? <laughs> I don't know how letters work. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. What are we mad about? Oh my God. So one of two things then happened. Either the pilgrims put together a force led by Miles Standish and marched on Marymount and captured Thomas. That's their version of events. Okay. Or Thomas's version, which is that uh, the separatists took him prisoner and turned him over to the Puritans when he was away at Marymount trading because they wanted to get an upper hand in the beaver trade. I'm going to go with the guy who doesn't lie all the time. <laughs> I believe his version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, uh, they grabbed him and they, and they got rid of him because they want, the separatists want to have corner the beaver trade market. Right, okay. To celebrate the great capture, back at uh, New Plymouth, the Puritans, quote, fell to tippling. And once they were drunk, in the dead of night, Thomas escaped back to his house at Marymount. Boy, this guy, without booze, <laughs> I mean, he's just like, have you heard about this secret weapon? Get people shit-faced. <laughs> I know what you're doing. You're trying to make another utopia. Well, it's not going to work on us this time, Thomas. We're not the masses. <sighs> Son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, Helen's gonna be livid! (laughs) Let me guess. You created another system of equality. No, but the guy who did got away. Oh, my God. I was tippling. (coughs) Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were tippling. And it was Tuesday tipples. Uh, so there are two, two of Thomas's men were there, and they said they'd defend him. Okay. Uh, but not until they, after they got drunk. <laughs> okay. So, but that's sort of the world he's set up. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's like the fucking MTV Spring Big Party House. Right, yeah. Okay, as a man. <laughs> yeah. The Puritans show uh, back up, and at first, Thomas refused to surrender, but once he realized how drunk his men were, he was, quote, content to yield upon quarter. No. He's like, those guys. I gilded are... the lily over here. I really. I'm kind of sad, but kind of happy. Look at him. Mm. Could, we, could I answer in five hours after they shower, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they brought him back to New Plymouth and held a court and decided he should be sent back to England as a prisoner. Okay. So there's no ship available to take him. So the Puritans made him uh, a prisoner on the island of Shoals, off, you New, mean off New Hampshire. Where they make the long scarves? Yep. Okay. The Scarf Island. Right, yeah. Yep. Some people are happy, uh, most not. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've always said I just want to hit the 5% Shoal audience. That's all I give a shit about. Quote, without so much as a knife to procure food or any clothes to shelter him uh, at winter than a thin suit. So they fucking basically took him out to this island. To die. To, yeah, he's fucked. If right. he's there, he's just going to die. Right. Um, they did not want to put him in a prison or execute him because they thought he was too well connected. Yeah, he's a and they already had enough trouble with the king hating them. That right. They, so they thought, we'll just put him on an island and let him die. Sure, yeah, much sweeter. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. We didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, he didn't, we didn't kill him. He just died from the things we wouldn't give him. Huge difference. Uh, fortunately, friendly Native Americans helped him out and brought him food and clothes. 
If they had not, Thomas would have died. Okay. Uh, they were apparently very amused by the whole situation. <laughs> I mean, he's probably like super appreciative, but also like, hey, guys, it's kind of serious. They're like, <laughs> you are just, Fucking... you're so cold. Yeah, no, it's, it's, night, it's a nightmare. Oh, well, we should go. Want a drink? But I'm sure they were just like, so they just put you on an island and you're going to stay there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're the worst. Yeah, yeah, people. white people are fucking yeah, ridiculous. Just a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so they basically kept him alive by doing that. And while he was on the aisle, uh, a Puritan arrived in New Plymouth from England. His supporters called him Strong Valiant John. Ugh, I just hate him so much yeah, already. Yeah. Yeah, he's not great. So after he heard the story of Marymount, and with no legal authority, Valiant John went to Marymount... <laughs> so valiant. Uh. ...and had the maypole cut down. Aha! Another win for Valiant John! He scolded Thomas's men for their profaneness. How dare you! Ah! Another lesson from Valiant John! He then renamed Marymount Mount Dragon. Ah! Not so on Tundra now, are you? Not anymore. Straightforward fiction from Valiant John. This is where the dragon lives. Yes, they're real. The Bibble said so. Valiant John, Valiant John, Valiant John. He's coming to save us all. What? Oh, oh. Sorry, I'm writing a theme song for myself. <laughs> He's so strong. Free. Valiant John. Oh, hmm? No, I don't want to bother you. No, I'm just in creative process. Just have two more verses. Valiant John. The problem is not a lot rhymes with John. <laughs> That's such a hard name to rhyme with. Valiant John. He's got a song. No, it's not a classic song. Not John. Gone. All right, see ya. <laughs> uh, so Mount Dragon has some biblical meaning, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> really? Blah, 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 who gives a shit. So, uh, then the dragon will come down and teach all the sinners. Yeah, basically. He came out of God's shirt pocket. <laughs> that guy loves it. It's testing high with the Luke demographic. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the Puritans vowed to make Mount Dragon, quote, a place of woe. Uh, what? I mean, what kind of people aim for this? But everything about them is, you, you can't just, just say, like, we're going to make this a shitty place. It'll be a place of woe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just, like, show up and piss in the punch and then be like, meh, meh, see? Now nobody's having fun. This is what God wants. Yeah. Uh, Finally, in the fall of 1628, Thomas was picked up by a fishing ship headed for England. Okay. A Puritan traveled along carrying letters from the Puritans, urging Sir Fernando Gorges to prosecute Thomas. Okay. The charges were, quote, Plymouth is expecting daily to be overrun and spoiled by savages because Thomas Morton and his turbulent and seditious crew hath sold sundry pieces to the natives, who can use them with great dexterity. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you know, 
white people have treated Earth pretty well. Yep. So it's sort of like, yep. you know, you can't stay mad at them for too no. long. No. Sorry, us. I keep <laughs> trying to separate myself I from know. them. It's great. Uh, said he was also guilty of, quote, abusing the Indian women most filthily, as is notorious. Ugh, it's just... And they're on the same boat? Uh, yeah, but he just got him in a letter. I don't know if he read them. Yeah, him. still, it's like he's sitting there like, mm, jerk off. Yeah, you're a terrible person. Awesome. Awful. Uh, so he's fucking Indian, uh, ladies, uh, was basically what that says. Sure. The pilgrims requested that Gorgeous put terror in all other men who might act like Thomas Morton by severely punishing him as an example. But Gorgeous was Thomas's friend and uh, an Anglican, so he didn't give two fucking shits what the Puritan <laughs> said. <laughs> I have the letters for you, Sir Gorgeous. Quite yeah. a ride. Uh, quote, nothing was done to him, not so much as a rebuke. Okay. <laughs> My friend! Hey, buddy, how'd it go? Oh. Dude, the fucking Puritans are Oh, they're out of their minds! Fucked. Yes, you don't need to remind... I'm just trying to, like, party. You know what I mean? Yes. It, just, like, having a shit neighbor, and you're just trying to fucking turn it loose. It was See, the maple, wasn't seen, it? Have was you it? seen Animal House? I it's don't... Like that. Uh, it's like that. Right. I don't have time. And they're Niedermeyer. <laughs> I'm John Belushi. That's, that's what it's like. Uh, love you on Life on. According to Jim. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're so good. Uh, so, <laughs> so Thomas ended up living in Plymouth and working as a writer, but he fucking loved America. So he returned <laughs> in 1629. He rejoined his men at uh, Marymount, those who were still there. It didn't take long for him to be back at it. He employed some of his Native American friends to hunt, and soon he was again uh, getting the best furs. Uh, the maypole's getting planted again. Oh my god. Here we go. I'm calling the town fuckhole now. <laughs> yeah. How's, how's your little Puritan heart? Oh, I loathe him. You guys know what a butt plug is? Because I brought a crate. Oh. Give me a whole new world. You know what I'm talking about? I know how you're spelling hole. I got one in right now. You stay off of Dragon Mountain, jerky. I'm coming. Outside of a woman? I don't know. No, I meant I'm coming to you. I'm not. Wow, you're gross. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, Puritan. We just, we can only do it for procreation. So you'd imagine that we're yeah. walking around with a lot of them. Um... I do it whenever I get hard. <laughs> like God wanted. <laughs> yeah. You know what God also invented? Facials. Jesus. Let's not have his family listen to this one. 
I'll be like, he did so much good. Yeah, but we also think he invented porn genres. Is that cool? You guys be real weirdos about the butt plug run? Uh, so, he plays Native uh, friends, Native American friends. Uh, he's getting the best furs. So this brings him in conflict with Valiant John. It was Valiant John who tried to get Thomas to team up in a trading partnership at that point. No, hello, friend. Well, hi. It's uh, I. They call me John, Handsome John, not a big deal. <laughs> I think we could be great partners. Handsome John making a deal. Handsome John is going to make this deal. What's that? What's that? What just happened? I think we could be fantastic partners together. Yeah, but then you were mumbling. Then the guy caught him singing the song. What's, what are you Handsome doing? Handsome John was wrong, but Handsome John was too strong for that. Handsome John wasn't going to fall over that. Handsome John, he's the guy. He's the guy. Oh, my God, it's Handsome John. What's John, happening? John, he does no wrong. What's happening? That's my guy. He's hey, Handsome John. dude, what are you doing? I'm uh, proposing a partnership, you fool. He's done it again. He convinced him again. Somehow this guy cannot stop when Handsome John, he's got the song. It's weird. He's I left John. a year ago, and, and Puritans have gotten so much worse. Bite your fucking tongue, handsome John. Just keep singing your Hey, hands. that was profane. You're being profane. Who's, who has to lash themselves? Who has to lash himself? Oh, huh? my God, he heard the song that I've been singing all along. He's handsome John. He's got a problem. He can't stop singing his own song. Oh, my God, what the fuck's going on? I need some help to stop it just singing goes, my song. It goes right in the anus. And you can keep it in there for as long as you want. Just walk around all day. And some John and liked pop it what out he heard. He liked what he was hearing from Thomas. But he didn't want to tell Thomas he was into it. <laughs> and some John, not sure what he's feeling. It's something he's never felt before. Oh, my God. This whole time, handsome John has been searching for the thing he wants. But it was standing right before Handsome John all this time. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so Thomas suspected that this uh, partnership Valiant John was coming up with was a trap. And he refused on the grounds that he would do nothing, quote, contrary or repugnant to the laws of the kingdom of England. Okay. So winter was coming, and the food situation in Salem was not good. Mm -hmm. It was so bad uh, that the indentured servants were set free to fend for themselves. Wow. I mean, that <laughs> like, definitely... how fucked are these people? It... We don't have any food. Why don't you guys leave? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are seriously the worst. You want another? You want another beer? Feed the beast. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> um, that's how you get free beers. You sit on stage. Yeah. I think we've got our handsome John.
Did something happen over there? Okay. You, did you move your chair closer or something? No. I think your chair's got a leak. Um, right, so the food situation is not good. People are starting to starve. Uh, they set the endangered service loose to fend for themselves. Now angry at Thomas's rejection of his partnership offer and running low on food, Valiant John made a raid on Mary Mount, which had a lot of quality corn crops because they yeah. were friendly with the Native Americans. Right, who were so like, they yeah, knew what they were doing. Do yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a way to do it without conversing with the other people? <laughs> I'm asking for a handsome friend. Uh, quote, after they feasted, after they had feasted their bodies with what they found there, they carried all his corn away with some other of his goods, contrary to the laws of hospitality, a small parcel. <laughs> I mean, imagine those being a thing, yeah. the laws of hospitality. Boy, we left those behind. <laughs> <laughs> a small parcel of, uh, of refuse corn only accepted, which they left a mind host to keep Christmas with. He left a tiny bit of corn. Apparently, he wasn't there when this happened. Um, but Thomas had hid some of his Thomas had hid some of his supplies in the woods and hunted deer and fowl to survive. He did quite well. He probably could have survived that way for some time. But in the summer of 1630, the Great Migration arrived. Around 200 Puritans flooded into Massachusetts Bay. Here we go. And the balance of power was permanently shifted, and Thomas Morton was now a marked man. At court on August 23rd, 1630, Thomas was accused of shooting at a group of Native Americans and stealing their canoe. Yeah. Nope. Just made up. Yeah, yeah. obviously. His punishment was to be, quote, set into the bilbos and that's uh, leg shackles. Okay. Uh, and after sent prisoner to England that all his good shall be seized to defray the charge of his transportation, his debts, and this, and that his house shall be burnt to the ground in sight of the Indians for their satisfaction for many wrongs he hath done them. Are they going to punish him? <laughs> Boy, so just frame him and then make him pay for his own prison transfer yeah. and try to take send all, a message to the Native take all Americans. Take his house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Puritans also said Thomas was suspected of the past murder of another man who nobody knew the name of, who had come with well, a lot of Well, that's easy to frame someone on. I forget who he was or what he looked like or what he did, but this dude definitely killed him. I'm 100%. That's the guy. That's definitely yeah, that the guy. that guy did it. He Jesus definitely Christ. did it. Look at him. He's got fucking crazy eyes. Yeah, look at him. He's got crazy eyes. Right, so this other man who had shown up with a lot of money when he arrived in New England in oh, 1927. This, this billionaire, then, nameless billionaire. And then vanished. Yeah. Uh, there was no evidence to support this accusation. The Puritans wanted Thomas shipped back to England again. A ship named The Gift was headed back, but the captain absolutely refused to take Thomas. So he was kept in the Boston jail until December when the ship The Handmaid agreed to take him. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Thomas says the Puritans had second thoughts about what they were doing with the trumped-up charges against him. They debated whether or not to set him free, but in the end, they put him aboard the ship. As they did. Very pious behavior, obviously, from the church side of the uh, Americas. Very, That's great. Yeah, really sticking to that sort of Christian Awesomeness. System. Yeah, yeah. As they, so as they put him on the ship, uh, they hoist him up on the ship's tackle, 
And then they set his house on fire so he could see his home burning from the ship. Guys, hurry, hurry. He's here. He's here. Light it. <laughs> Come on. We have 10 minutes to get this right. Just like rehearsal. Come on. <laughs> and then uh, off to England he went, where once again, Gorgeous dismissed the charges against him and instead hired him as one of his lawyers. Uh... <laughs> Unfortunately, I find you guilty of being super qualified to be my attorney. Thank you so much. Welcome aboard once again. It's good to see you. I'm glad I keep throwing you back here. I've had a little work done. A little nip tuck. That's it. You look great. Well, yeah. You do, the subtle thing you do is side of the face so nobody sees it. And you don't do too much. Otherwise, you look like a Martian man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, so he's now, he was now an attorney for the Council of New England. So, Gorgeous pushed George to write a book about his experiences, which he got to work on. He figured this would help make a case against the Puritans. The Puritans learned Thomas wasn't an isolated case. There was a fur trader named Edward Ashley in Maine, also uh, began to show Thomas-like tendencies of getting along with everyone and having a good time. Uh, I don't know how to break this to you, but... Uh, what? We got your results back. Yes. You are stage two Thomas. No, no, no. Now listen. While I'm not going to promise you'll ever come back from this, there is a way to live your life still. How? Don't think of it as dying with Thomas. Think of it as living with Thomas. I don't... don't... Look, you're going to have an uncontrollable urge to be cool to people. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah, going yeah, yeah. to suddenly think that fun is a that. good idea. No. Yes, oh. and we know these are wrong and these are against the will of our Lord. Yeah. But unfortunately, that night that he bit you, <laughs> he fully transferred it. <laughs> I'm afraid within that was a year, of... you won't be you anymore. You'll just be another Thomas. I blame myself because I put my ass in his face. <laughs> and he just bit the cheek. You might have had this before that, maybe. I don't know. It sounds like you're sort but of was, a loose moral So character. what I was doing... No, no, no. I was dancing backwards. No, 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 no. My, don't you see? This is the pa- Thomas talking. My pants were off and I was bending over. And he was fucking laughing his ass off. Like, oh. he was shit-faced. I was shit. We were all shit-faced. Well, and he was, was literally shit-faced. So. He was laughing really hard. And he didn't know what to do, and then no, he no, just no. bit my, no, no, bit no, my ass no, cheek, no, and then no. we fucking, we just rolled. Like, it was just like, what a fucking night. That guy, that guy, do you know what a beer bong is? He brought one over from England, and man. No, no, no. Shit is crazy. Mm. Sorry, I need to go to church for a little while. <laughs> 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 Clean me. So, Ashley was showing Thomas tendencies. Uh, Quote, a very profane young man and had for some time lived among the Indians as a savage and went naked amongst them Ah! and used their manners. No, no! Used their manners. You mean he was good to others? No, I don't feel good. He also had, quote, committed uncleanliness with an Indian woman. Imagine. Not Ashley, part of the Lord's plan. Ashley was arrested for trading gunpowder with the Native Americans and sent back to England as a prisoner. 
Gorgeous then sent a secret agent, Christopher Gardner, to New England. When the Puritans found out that in addition to bringing his mistress to the colonies, he also had a wife in Paris and another in London, (laughs) they had him arrested and sent back to England. Oh, man, when they found that out. Oh, my God. And he's undercover? He's an undercover cool guy? So he's just got to be like go against every urge to be cool and just be like, yeah, no, God definitely wouldn't want us drinking. Mm. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) Or fucking people. We should never. Just ask my fake wife here. Worst of all was their attack on a servant who had had some, the Puritans, attack on a servant who had some sort of mental health issue. He was put on trial for, quote, uttering malicious and slanderous speeches against the government and church. They put him on trial and found him guilty. But he, they, had a, he had a mental... Yeah, he clearly... He had, like, Tourette's reading or something. It, yeah, he, yeah. Had some, he had some sort of mental condition right. where, you know... Right. I don't know about Tourette's, but it sounded like, you know... An uncon- uh, right. He would, he would uh, the hearing voices or whatever, like, saying shit, like right. that kind of thing. Right. They ordered him whipped... Had his ears cut off, fined, and banished. A description of the punishment is much worse. Quote, his tongue bored through, his nose slit, his face branded, his ears cut off. After the whipping, his back was, quote, like the picture of raw head and bloody bones and his shirt like a pudding wife's apron. Oh, my God. I barely know what that means, and it's hard to, like, Well, first of all, uh, pudding is great. Um, But did your mom never make pudding? You got to lick the apron? I'm a pudding wife. Hello, I've got pudding all over my apron. Oh, he married me for the pudding. I'm a pudding wife. No, oh, it spills everywhere. Oh, I can't come to bed. I'm making more pudding. Pudding, pudding, pudding. Oh, I love pudding. This is a terrible wife. Well, you named me. I got I'm a I pudding wife. I gotta go. No, no, no. You're the worst. But I saved you some pudding. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm so fucking tired of pudding. Eat I gotta be pudding. honest. Well, I can make something else. No, I don't think you okay, can. Okay, I'll make more pudding. Okay. I love pudding. I know. And you. And if one of them leaves me, I'll kill myself. I'm leaving. You never, never had a better reason to leave. I gotta be honest. Make, make pudding out of yourself. Ooh. I wonder if I could. No, I'm just dying. So I think they're talking about, right, blood pudding, I would imagine, is what they're saying. Oh. Uh, Still still crazy. Yeah. When these men returned to England, so all these three three guys, their testimonies helped Gorgeous and Thomas's case against the Puritans. Thomas then sued the Massachusetts Bay uh, Company, the group backing the Puritans, and he had a lot of supporters who celebrated him as a champion of liberty. But the Puritans fought back with their own lawyers. Um, but the Puritan colony was becoming a, a source of raw materials, and those in power saw it as a possible shipbuilding center. So the financial outlook meant the case against the Puritans was losing strength. But Gorgeous and Thomas pushed on. Pushed on. They had uh, the backing of the Anglican Church, Thomas's biggest Wait, backer. Wait, gorgeous. Oh, sorry, gorgeous and Thomas. Right. Okay, yeah. sorry. Um, so Thomas's biggest backer was uh, Charles the First, who did not like the Puritan colonists. Can we just call him Charles? Does he sure. really have to have the first after? Well, him? I mean, it's there. It's That's part like when of people it. are like, There's "You mean Jaws ones. Part One? You're like, "That was Jaws." <laughs> just because they made five others doesn't mean they put a Part One at the end of it. I'm Charles the First. How about Charles? No. <laughs> a little drab, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Such a fucking Puritan. Uh, 
But then the wind shifted the other way, and in 1635, using Thomas's testimony, the Massachusetts Bay Company's charter was revoked. The Puritans were fucked. They would have to abandon for their... For the first time. <laughs> Can you just imagine them having sex? Just like... Oh, no, just... no, no, or no, it's just, no, I, I no, you. no, no, I'm terrible. Ugh. I guarantee you, you just went 13 thrusts too many. There's no doubt in my mind the second Mike Pence's cock enters his wife to procreate, it's a half pump, like, Jesus, yeah. Was that as scary for you as it was for me? All right. Let us bend down and pray to the Lord. We're so sorry. Hopefully this takes. He's probably undoing his pants, like, go, yeah. Did we make a baby? Well, I'm going to have to pick it up, but we'll do it manually. We'll do it the old-fashioned way. I'll just fling it. I'll fling it. I'll fling it. I'm going to Spider-Man it in there till we have a baby. Oh, Lord, you are mysterious, are you not? Uh. I'll be on a no-fly list pretty soon, so I hope you guys enjoy these shows. <laughs> so, so the Puritans are fucked. They would have to abandon their colony. Thomas was thrilled, quote, I shall see their merciless cruelty rewarded according to the merits of fact with punishment for coming into those parts. He forced... <laughs> well, the Mike Pence story. But again, the way he writes... Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. He foresaw the Puritans' governor's ears being chopped off. When word reached New England that they had lost their patent and that Thomas had won, they made plans to resist. They fortified their colonies. Valiant John cut the cross of St. George out of the king's flag. Ooh. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, but then, John, it, then it's just a fucking flag with a hole in it, right? right? It's a flag with a hole in it. Handsome Jen put a hole in a flag. That's the way it's handsome Jen. Can I just say that you were much better before you came here and started doing the song shit? Like, when, when you first came here, everyone's like, cool, mate. John is coming. But then you went to Marymount, you did the fucking Maypole shit, and then you started singing songs about yourself. Now you're just a fucking asshole, and you walk around singing songs, and now you're not, you're like Dick John. Like, everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, you're fucking horse shit. Well, maybe I just wanted a friend. <laughs> maybe handsome John just wanted a friend. Handsome John just needed a friend. Handsome John wanted you to be your friend. And you just said, and as you say, it's the end. Handsome John will be in his home. His handsome John is running to his home. His handsome John is running to his home. His handsome John is in his home. He's can't sleep because he's crying on his pillow. His handsome John, he's crying on his pillow. He's up all night. He's handsome John. He burned his hand on a frying pan on purpose because he's handsome John. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so losing their charter was just one of the reasons the colony of Massachusetts started turning to shit. 
many colonists left for Connecticut. Then in 1637... Hey, they sell beer on Sundays. <laughs> then they? in 1637, Thomas's book was published. It was three volumes and called The New English Canaan. He became a political celebrity. It was an inspired attack on the Puritans in America and their land policies, as well as the genocidal attacks on the native population. At the end, he called for the creation of a new canon, similar to what he tried to set up at Marymount. The Puritans in New England were horrified. Quote, he got free again and wrote an infamous and scurrilous book against many godly and chief men of the country, full of lies and slanders and fraught with profane calamities against their name and persons and the ways of God. They must have led the country in fainting. <laughs> Just dramatic, like, no, oh, oh, what's he done? Oh. Most importantly, the book described how great Native Americans were and talked up the beauty of the land. Those who weren't religious nuts said it was the truest description of New England. Thomas now had spent years in a vengeance campaign against the Puritans. He said he wanted revenge against the, quote, cruel schismacks. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the word didn't exist when I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> But most he, of all... He might have just put that in there for them to be like, what does he mean? You're a shismack. No. Uh, most of all, he wanted to return to his own plantation in America, which was now located in Maine, where uh, Gorgeous had Gorgeous. control. So Gorgeous was then declared governor of the colonies by King Charles. The first? The first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but instead of rolling in and taking control, there was delay after delay. The ship built uh, to take him to New England, shattered into pieces when it was launched. And that's a problem for ships, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're yeah, not yeah. supposed to do that. No, you need them when to you be a, a cohesive piece. Just into the ocean, it just goes... Yeah. It's not good. Right, okay, because I'm not... I don't yeah, yeah. boat a lot, but no, I like... No, I'm not a fisherman, but... Right, but when I yeah. see that, I'm like, okay, I think why that is floating is because yeah. it's kind of like piece to... Yes, exactly. Right, they're yeah. not supposed to shatter. Right, right, right. Okay, yep. thank you. Thanks, sir. Yep. Charles uh, was slow to take royal control of New England. The Puritans did everything they could to delay leaving New England, knowing the longer they stayed, the better their chances were. Gorgeous ran, uh, Gorgeous and an archbishop kept discussing how to handle uh, going there month after month and not agreeing. And then the English Civil War came, a big part of which was due to Charles' treatment of the Puritans. Gorgeous took the wrong side and was put in prison. The Puritans in New England were safe and did not have to leave. Gorgeous and Thomas had planned to go to Maine together. Thomas still finagled to try to get some land and back to America. His sights were on Maine. He wanted to return to the place he loved, and he did. In 1643, he returned to Plymouth, claiming to be the new agent of the new owner of the patent. He assumed this would keep him safe. Bow, now, now, now. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> the leader of Plymouth gave him permission to, quote, winter here, but be gone as soon as winter breaks up. That's right. Stick around for the shit part. <laughs> Others were not so keen. Quote, for my part, I would not have that serpent stay among us. An avid hunter, Thomas was seen out with a gun. They did not like this. Valiant John collected information. <laughs> That'll change. <laughs> yeah. Valiant John collected information on Thomas the entire time he was there. Spies were watching him. 
and he was allied with royalists in Maine and had been, uh, and they said he'd been sent to raise the Puritan enemy, enemies against them. So he's basically got guys just writing up bullshit right. about him. And he must have not had alcohol on him at this point, because otherwise he, his secret weapon yeah. would just be to get him drunk. So no one knows how Thomas was arrested, but in September 1644, he was again in a Puritan court. His book was used as evidence against him, as were his statements threatening the colony over the years. But he never had an official trial. He was put into jail with no fire or bedding where he remained for the winter. Thomas wrote the court, quote, such a poor warm as I send a humble petition begging for mercy. The Puritans did not care. He was kept in prison for about a year as they waited for further evidence to come from England, but none came. Then Thomas was fined 100 pounds and set loose. Quote, he was a charge to the country for he had nothing and we thought not fit to inflict corporal punishment upon him being old and crazy. That's sweet. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, he was banished to Maine. where he, he, I'll take it. I know, right? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, I, ha- I have to leave you guys and oh, go to Maine? Oh, terrible. Oh, fuck oh, me. Oh, man. And there's none of you there? Oh, my God. What's happening? Oh, I'm going to miss this tit-for-tat thing we got going on over here. All right. I'll see you. Uh, he moved in with a small colony of uh, Anglicans, which included some of the old planters from West- Weston's colony. When he, uh, when he was in England, he had actually helped draft this town's charter. Thomas never recovered from that year in prison, as the last Puritans had broken him. He died in 1647. The Puritans said he died, quote, poor and despised. But in truth, he spent his last years amongst friends in the land he loved. And he knew his, his offense against the Puritans was that he had threatened them with a better world. I'm conflicted. Yeah. Part well, of me is like, if it's he had, great. If he had won and people like him had won, we would be yeah. a completely different country. That's what I mean. Like, so it's nice to w- win one over on them, and it's nice to hear a story about someone who actually wanted to, you know, take reality at face value versus, you know, just pure racism for greed purposes. But, which is great, but... It also is a testament, pardon the pun, to how strong religion was in this country and is re-becoming in this country, where this is like, like even the stuff we were talking about earlier when Trump's like the way to uh, kind of curb pro-choice is through religious talks. And like the idea of turning the clock back and going to a time like that feels, it feels right now like we're closer to the 1600s than the 1960s. Thoughts? It's a great, I mean, it is, that's an amazing story, and it is, like, always nice to hear about, like, you know, you know, like, about people who are decent. You fuck with them. Yeah. But then they won, essentially. Yeah. I mean, you think about the little world he created, it was perfect. Perfect. And there's a, and, you know, I think most, like, with Just, the, ta- the Taliban one. I mean, yeah. essentially, that's what yeah. they were. They were the fucking Taliban. Yeah. And they won. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> what is it I always call it at the end of our shows? I got the feel-goods. That's what it is. Got those... <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. I, I, the thing with religion is I don't mean to like shit on it because I definitely believe that people have the right to believe whatever the fuck they want. They just need to leave you the fuck alone over it. Yeah. Just like I would never push my crazy like hallucinogen theories on strangers, I don't need your fucking pamphlet and I'm not looking for oh, a ticket to heaven. I wish I was a stranger because... Uh... Dave, I take drugs. <laughs> I like a hallucinogen. I'm like this guy. Luke okay. is a mushroom. Uh, yeah. It's a weird reference after I called the president's cock a mushroom. Do you, I like that he's kind of become like the translator a little bit, but he has no specific language he's speaking and he's not miked. And nobody's sure what's happening, but he spilled a bunch of beer, so that's cool. Guys, thank you so much for coming out. We really thank appreciate you. it. Truly. Give it up for Luke. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 